fellow nature lovers, Nature's Edge is on the air with your humble host, Dale Stewart. Uh, today we're going to talk about modern remedies, ancient wisdom, with two good friends of mine, Joseph and Laura Lynn Riverwinds. Natural win, uh, remedies have become very popular in the past uh, years because increased research has shed light on their many benefits. My guests today, the river winds, are part of this growing movement toward these natural remedies. Before I introduce them and get started, I want to share a, uh, a short story with you guys uh, about something that happened to me several years ago on one of my many expeditions uh, uh, and a medicine man. I was deep in the rainforest of central Bolivia uh, when I became pretty sick. Uh, my head hurt, my stomach ached, and uh, I wasn't doing very well at all. And I was spending a, a few days with the Uricaria. They're an indigenous people who live in the, um, in the deep rainforest in Bolivia. And uh, as I awoke on the, the second day there, I really was feeling bad uh, when this uh, small little man uh, showed up at my hammock and uh, uh, I learned that he was one of the village elders and also uh, a shaman uh, or medicine man. Uh, he looked me over and, and in broken English and, and with a smile on his face, he said, I know that sickness. He then grabbed his machete and disappeared into the twilight world of the rainforest. Not sure how long he was gone, but upon his return, he carried a large strip of bark, a mixture of various leaves, some other things I couldn't identify, and some tree sap. I watched as he carefully placed all these ingredients into a clay pot that he uh, had put on a, uh, a wood fire. He stirred the potion as it boiled and looked at me with a nod and a smile. He finally took the potion and poured it into another clay cup and handed it to me and motioned for me to drink it. Well, I was a little skeptical, but uh, feeling as bad as I did, I decided perhaps he knows what he's doing, and uh, so I, I drank this very foul-tasting substance uh, down. I then thanked him as he department, departed, and I climbed back into my hammock and, uh, and went to sleep. Not sure how long I slept, but when I woke up several hours later, I had no headache, my stomach ache was gone, and in fact I felt quite strong and, and ready to go. I was, I was truly stunned. I did not see the old man again, but his treatment made me a believer that nature is a great pharmacy. My guests today, the river winds, are a dynamic, down-to-earth couple with a well-grounded enthusiasm for life. Both survivors of their own personal trail of tears the river winds are resilient overcomers that focus on forgiveness, reconciliation, and love. Steeped in creativity, art, science, history, and culture, their exotic flavor of life is palatable to people of all ages and walks of life. Joseph uh, is, uh, Joseph, how do you pronounce your, your tribe? Maokonuko, Tainu Indonesian. Yeah, Maokonuko. Say it again. Maokonuko. Maokonuko. And I know Joseph, <laughs> and he is the, uh, the war chief mm -hmm. of of, uh, of his tribe. And um, he's also uh, um, ex-military mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and quite a guy in his own right. Uh, his lovely uh, his lovely bride, Laura Lynn, uh, really is is the brains behind their company. <laughs> That's <Nature's> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and 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 Laurelyn really learned uh, much about uh, what she knows from her father, and we're going to talk about that a little little more. Um, but Native Touch has been featured uh, by CNN Money and was nominated for the Martha Stewart 
Audience Choice Awards, and together they're named uh, the 2012 Entrepreneur of the Year by the Minority Enterprise Development of Western North Carolina. Uh, welcome, guys. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here, Dale. Right, it's good to see you, you again. Yeah, it's, uh, it, is, it is certainly an honor to have you guys here with me today, especially since we're, uh, we're talking about natural remedies. And, uh, uh, and we're going to talk uh, at length today about your company, uh, Native Touch, where it came from, Orlin, how you uh, have grown it into what it is. I've got to give Joseph a, a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> I've known these guys for some time, so uh, yeah, I don't mind sharing it. Um, Ronnie, why don't you give us a little background in, in Native Touch and, and kind of where it came from? I would say the impetus of Native Touch really began before I even, um, while I lived on the reservation out in Arizona with the Navajo people. And um, it was as a very young child that I noticed my skin was bleeding and cracked and painful. And I didn't notice that with other people. And so it was really out of my own need that I began searching for something that would work. And over the years, my parents tried natural remedies, tried um, going, taking me to a doctor, prescriptions, over-the-counter things, and nothing really worked. So my father, having introduced me to natural medicine and herbs, um, I really grasped hold of that and took it and ran. And started with getting a biology degree and um, headed toward medicine, but then I saw the light <laughs> and uh, diverted into naturopathy. So um, that's the company started out of my own need. I didn't intend to go into business. We didn't. Um, but it's something our products work so well that I felt like keeping them to myself was wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I should have mentioned that... Uh, uh, Orlin is, is Cherokee and Creek, Irish and Scottish. Did I get that right? You did. Yeah, I, I thought I remembered that. Uh, <laughs> so she's got uh, got quite a background, and she brings all of those, uh, and all of those are indigenous uh, tribes. I'm I'm Scottish, and um, from the Highlands of Scotland, and we are the indigenous people That's of, right. of Scotland. Exactly. Uh, but uh, so you sort of, I know, out of your own need and your own. Uh, 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 desire uh, started formulating and developing uh, this, and and that's sort of where Native Touch originated and and sort of started its its path to where it is uh, today. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know your dad was a uh, was a great influence uh, and teacher to you, and and uh, it's quite a remarkable man in his own right. I've had the privilege of meeting him. How, what what do you say he really brought to the table? Just the knowledge, or the drive, or the you know, both of my parents contributed enormously to who we are now. Uh, my father was the one who would take me out into the forest and teach me how to paint using things that were out in the forest. He's a, an award-winning artist. And so he would show me to use this plant for this color or take this this dirt, this type of dirt, and use it in that shadow. And so he introduced me to appreciation of nature early on. My mother, um, she is a nurse. She's mm -hmm. a registered nurse. And that compassion for people and caring about, um, about what their needs are really came into play a lot. And uh, they always both 
drove me to um, excel and to better myself, and especially them both being teachers, knowledge was very important and education was key and central. And your dad also taught you the herbal medicine ways. He yeah. he was the one that introduced me to yeah, herbal that, medicine. Yeah, that's what I was I was thinking that he was sort of the one that introduced you to that world. Yes, of of, of the of the way of the nature. <clears throat> Joseph, I know uh, uh, Orlan is CEO. Um, do you have a title, or do you just sort of <laughs> playboy? <laughs> I'm the, I'm like the Campbell Soup Indian kid of the company, <laughs> the mascot, I guess. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm I'm the president of the company. Yeah, and when we when we first started uh, making the products, you know, it was very, very much um, one of those things where you know, it was grassroots. We started uh, the company, and we were very active in the powwow trail in the southeast, you know, singing on the drum. I was a dancer. I did a lot of staff, you know, work at the powwows as arena director. And so we decided, hey, let's, let's get this product out there. Everybody was loving it. When we'd go, at a pow- go to a powwow, set up, and in one day we'd be sold out of everything. You know, and of course, we're getting the hate stares from the other vendors. <laughs> Not all of them. Some of them were like, oh, we're so happy for you. You know, but we'd be able to relax the rest of the weekend. And we thought, wow, there's something really to, to this and to our products. Um, they're, you know, our, our, our elders tell us that if you can't eat it, you shouldn't put it on your body. And that's been one of our driving mission statements for, for the formulation of our products, making sure they're completely natural, no chemicals, no synthetics, um, so much so that they're even certified vegan friendly. All plant. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're listening to uh, Nature's Edge, or you're listening to Nature's Edge. I suppose I am as well through my headset. And uh, we will be back with my guest shortly. Thank you. Welcome back to Nature's Edge with Dale Stewart. We're talking to my in-studio guest today, uh, the river winds, uh, Laurelyn and her uh, her better half, Joseph. <laughs> I, so there you go, Joseph. I and I just found out they're they're going to be celebrating a tenth uh, wedding anniversary mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, or? yep, Fourth of July. I will never forget the date. Congratulations. <laughs> That's why she got you on that day, so you couldn't, <laughs> so you couldn't forget it. And we get fireworks. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I was married on Halloween. <laughs> yeah. so, and plus, it's not our people's Independence Day, so you know. That's right. That's exactly right. I'm Guys, just kidding. We're, I'm we're, just kidding. <laughs> we're talking about uh, uh, Native Touch, which is their their uh, uh, natural uh, skincare products, and you guys, all this is manufactured. Uh, in Western North Carolina, correct? I mean, mm-hmm. yes. it's, it's right. local, and and uh, um, are the ingredients all local, or, or do they kind of come from different areas, Lauren? We are working on getting them sourced more locally. Uh, we're working together with um, North Carolina Natural Products Association yes. and Blue Ridge Naturally to try to get connected to farmers that know what needs to be grown in this area so that we can get more of our ingredients locally. Right now, um, some of the larger corporations that make enough to be able to supply us are are not local, but we're working to the best of our ability to get it that way. Yeah, I, I know that, you know, there's a lot of, of um, you know, uh, green-type businesses growing up in this area and really expanding in this area, and I know that so many of them are trying to, 
to stay local with the, with the products that they're doing and, and that they're getting. And, and that within itself is creating new business opportunities for people that, that can grow or harvest the, uh, uh, the products that you need out there. Um, and we're not just local um, we are, we're sold all over in I think in all fifty states by at this point. Yeah, I was I was but gonna, yeah. We love local that. support. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and the uh, um, and you guys have, have won quite a few awards for your products as well, haven't you, Joseph? What? Right. We got we got nominated for uh, an American Made <laughs> Martha Stewart Award, uh, and that was a national award. And in two thousand twelve. We won the Minority Enterprise Development Award for Entrepreneurs of the Year and Business of the Year, um, and that was that, that was a great honor, you know, for us. Oh, absolutely. We've also been featured on CNN Money, and yeah. that was a real treat. Yeah, and Veteranpreneur Magazine, which is a magazine for uh, veterans. Who and are, yeah. yeah, and we just recently, our most recent um, accolade was that the Indian Country Today newspaper. Um, named us as the top indigenous-owned skincare business, natural skincare business so. in the country. Yeah. That, that and that's pretty amazing. That's I mean, because because the, there are quite a few um, uh, American Indian people businesses uh, out there, not just skincare, but right, but across. And and uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's quite an undertaking. Uh, Lauren, where where are the products available? I, I know you said they're available pretty much all over the country, but it's sort of the best way for uh, for people to get the products or something uh, through the websites or. Well, we if you don't have anybody near you that carries it, we do make them available online at www.nativetouch.us. Yep. And. So, but what we really love is for people to go support their local stores and purchase from them. So, if they're not care, if we're not carried there, if you go and request that they carry Native Touch, we are Whole Foods approved vendors, although we're not in most of the Whole Foods stores. So, they have the capability of going online and ordering, or um, any of your mom and pop stores. If you have a friend that owns a boti- boutique, things like that. Um, we're we're really small business friendly. That's important to us. How do you say that? Is it boutique or boutique? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ben? I just said it both ways. Yeah, so, ben, uh, whatever fits your fancy. You, you know, Ben. Ben, a little bit of a redneck from South Louisiana. We always said it was boutique, but <laughs> boutique is probably. Uh, if my wife was here, would probably say that's the correct way to. Uh, uh, to pronounce it. Uh, about how many different products are, are in the Native Touch line? We have 22 now, I think, mm-hmm. plus gift sets. And they're all skincare, correct? Well, technically we do sell other experience, cultural experiences through um, Native Touch Business being our music. Right. But um, most everything is skincare, yes. One, one thing, and, and Joseph touched on this a little earlier, um, uh, it is edible. Uh, and also, that is all, and, and I can tell you also, as someone that has spent a lot of time in the bush, it also is a good fire starter. <laughs> uh, and, and I can tell you I've had to use it before uh, for that reason. Uh, and, uh, and I was able to, uh, I don't know if it's because it's some kind of petroleum. It's basement. an oil. No, oh, no, the no oil. petroleum. I didn't think there was yeah. any petroleum in it, so it's the oil that's in there. Yes. Right. And uh, I was able to rub that on some uh, rather damp twigs and... Uh, when uh, when I got uh, got a spark to it, it ignited. Oh, wow. You're probably talking good? about one of our rubs. It was yeah. it was one of the rubs. Yeah, the and bear. it's it's a high concentration of 
pure shea butter. Mm. And so the shea butter, um, that oil is what, and it's good to not add water to it. Most people water it down and or they whip air into it. Yeah, yeah, and we don't do that. It's the pure plant oils. I know. I, I don't remember that. It was you gave it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was probably Warrior Bear, right? Yeah, I, and I think it was. And, I, and, and because most of it is are named after bears, aren't? They? Right. Yes. Right. Where, where'd that come from? Well, the the in, in our old stories, our people uh, after Creator made mankind. The first animal he made was bear, yeah. which is why if you look at a bear from the neck down, it has the same shape as a human body, and and as a result, many many of the tribes hold bear to be uh, very close you know, relatives. Mm-hmm. Um, but bear, whenever he's sick, knows which plant to roots or or what what to eat, you know, to to ail its stomach yeah. or what have you. And so our ancestors would watch what bear would do, and as a result, we, we were able to learn what plants were good for us. To you, so that's why we we name all of all of the the rubs, the sabs, after bear like rooting cub rub for babies, warrior bear which kills MRSA, um, and it's all plant. Mm. Uh, grizzly bear we did that one for the guys because we had a lot of women complaining that their husbands and boyfriends were were stealing their their rooting bear, but they didn't want to admit it. So we figured, <laughs> hey, we'll package it all in black and put some cedar essential oil in it, and now it's all manly, you know, and it, the guys love it. So. Yeah, so they, they do that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, one thing you were talking about the bear, but you know, all, all animals uh, have an amazing ability when when they're ill uh, to go with certain plants. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that, that might know that that have dogs. Sometimes dogs will eat something, and uh, uh, and then they'll go uh, eat grass or or something to make themselves throw up. To, uh, yeah, to yeah. purge themselves, and and so it, it's pretty amazing. Uh, how throughout nature we have these uh, uh, both plant and animal that seem to uh, adapt pretty well when uh, when something is wrong with them, mm-hmm. and uh, and the human is the sort of the last to catch on to this sometimes. And you mentioned that they're edible. Um, please don't eat our soap. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, um, I'll tell you there uh, anything that we make is very fattening, and we don't really recommend that it be eaten. Yeah. But it is especially the sugar natural. scrub. Well, it tastes good, oh. <laughs> but it's very fattening. <laughs> Yeah, and but again, guys, when you're when you're out there in the middle of nowhere and, and you don't have anything to eat, <laughs> uh, calories count, yeah, you know. You know, and uh, well, 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 the fire starting that's definitely a first I've ever heard. Uh, we've heard a lot of different uses. Absolutely, and, and, and uh, well, I, I knew I knew that, uh, and I did know that there was no petroleum uh, product in in your product. But I did know that other products that did have petroleum product and chapsticks and things mm-hmm. like that, you could use as a fire starter. And I was in a in a period, and I did have some of uh, some of your uh, uh, butter or salve. I can't remember which it was with me. Uh, yeah, it's kind of the same concept as butter. Um, you know, butter. Yeah. You you use it to cook with the shea butter that we use as a base for our rubs. You also can cook with it. Sometimes it's used in chocolate manufacturing, as a matter of fact. Well, I know you can rub it on a dry, sh- on a on a damp <laughs> stick, and it will burn. And that was, and which that, is that really, was a, yeah, that was the most important thing to me at the moment. At the which moment. is really <laughs> ironic because um, when you have a burn, it helps soothe it. So right. it's kind of that whole concept of cycles in nature where the bird eats the ant, but when the bird dies, the ant eats eat the, eat bird, the bird. Yep. You know. Yep. We're go- we're going to get into some more of this uh, deep uh, uh, thought here shortly, uh, right after this break. You're listening to Nature's Edge, and we shall return.
the music that we were listening to there, uh, I know it was performed by, was it also written uh, by, by you guys, yes. uh, Joseph? Mm-hmm. Which song was it? I, d- I don't know. Uh, Eagle. <laughs> Eagle's Flight. Eagle's Flight, yes. Yes, that was an original. That, that was a... Um, besides being uh, uh, entrepreneurs of the skincare line, uh, they are, are quite well known as as uh, performing musicians. And uh, tell us a little about that. I'll let Joseph talk a little bit. Laura, you <laughs> worn my jaw out. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the the name of our band is the Blessed Blend. Yeah, and and the name came about. Uh, it is actually a term that we're trying to bring back into the consciousness of, of, of American people. Uh, and, and it's tied very closely to history as the first Irish and Scottish migrated into these Appalachian mountains. Uh, they encountered a kindred people. Yes. Um, we both have clans, chieftains, you know, women are equal in our society, stickball games. And uh, the, ver- the Irish and the Scottish very much had their trail of tears before we had ours. So there was, there was, a, very sh- there was a shared commonality there. And any time the native married a Celt, or the kids that were born from that marriage, the Scottish uh, came up with a term called blessed blend, uh, which is much better than saying mixed blood or half breed or you know anything like that. It's kind of demeaning. So we, we heard that. We're like, oh, this is perfect with our music where we blend Native American and Celtic music. And um, we started off with our, our first album was nominated for four NAMI uh, Music Awards, which is Native American Music Awards. And since then, we've put out three three albums, and we won a NAMI Music Award in 2012 for Rock Recording of the Year. It was 2011, I'm sorry, 2011. <laughs> Once again, Laura Lynn has <laughs> corrected poor Joseph, but I'm sure she's correct. I did it quietly so nobody would know. Well, yeah, yeah. Busted me out. <laughs> I saw you reach over there and pinch him. Go ahead, <laughs> Go ahead Joseph. So uh, the the music also very much embodies a, a lot of the of our spirituality uh, as well, and it's, it, it appeals to a wide range of, of audiences and and age groups. Um, and it's also something new. You know, we've kept the the albums independent. Uh, uh, we haven't signed any contracts with anyone, and that way we can retain you know our, our original music, which sure. most of it is is original. Uh, the songs that are not original are, are songs that we've remade that were our ancient songs, whether they're Native American or Celtic, and then we just did uh, new arrangements for them. Well, now, you you guys perform at, at at Celtic festivals as well as powwows, correct? Right. I mean both both uh, both things with with uh, with the music there. And uh, can people purchase uh, purchase your music, Joseph? Where yep. are they? Uh, www.theblessedblend.com. Uh, or, and also through the Native Touch website, you can also find our music there. And and uh, and, and going there, you got any uh, you got any uh, new music coming out, or, or that you're working uh, on? Or? Slowly, we've been uh, writing some new songs um, for a potential fourth album. Uh, don't know, you know, anything like when it's going to come out or anything like that. Uh, but but we are slowly putting together some new songs for you fourth CD. You can also find our uh, music on iTunes and CD Baby mm-hmm. and a lot of those elect, uh, digital download digital download yeah. sites. And and the, the music and and I know knowing you guys, there's also a lot of spirituality uh, involved, not mm-hmm. only in in your personal lives but in your music. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit, Lorlin, and sort of. I know it's very personal, but oh. Well, it's also our favorite subject, though, so thank you. Um, we very strongly believe that creator's love is the most important thing 
that we could ever share, even be above and beyond this surface skin uh, that we help with our native products, our native touch products. But beyond that, um, what really is at the core of, of who we are is wanting to share that relationship and connection with other people. So um, we we believe that we're supposed to live as honorably as we possibly can. And um, we love to share the love of his son, who we call by his tribal name, Yeshua. Um, and we believe that it's um, important to embrace spirituality as part of who you are as a person. We're not just a physical person. We're not just a character or a mind or a soul. We're a spirit also. Yeah. And it's important to nurture that. Absolutely. And, and Jennifer, I know both of you guys um, uh, are working on advanced degrees uh, as well. I think you're working on one in, is it biblical archaeology? It's a master's in biblical studies. Yeah, biblical studies. Right. And, and Laurelyn, you're actually working toward a doctorate? Yes, Doctorate of Naturopathy, and I'm almost finished with my Master Herbalist degree. Congratulations, Thank uh, you. both of you there. And I, and I know you both also do a lot of uh, uh, educating the public, uh, both through storytelling and, and, and through sharing um, uh, the experiences of the American Indian people. Uh, uh, and that's something you're pretty passionate about, right, mm-hmm. Joseph? Oh, I mean, absolutely. That you guys uh, do a lot. We, we do. We're, um, it's still surprising to find... Or, or to hear people say, "Oh, we didn't think there were any Indians left." Yeah, you know, we've we've actually heard that in a school. Many, oh, I know, many times, <laughs> many yeah. times. Yeah. You know, and so uh, we very much uh, we have we have a heart for uh, reconciliation, um, you know, forgiveness on on a part of Native people, which is very very difficult to overcome, and we all know the history. Yeah, you know, of of uh, of you know First Nations and, and their interaction with the Europeans and the government. Uh, but but being able to uh, educate you know in the school systems and and show people that we're still very much a vibrant people we're still here um, we're very much part of society we have you know nation, Native Americans who are astronauts uh, lawyers the very first uh, head of the Supreme Court that was just appointed um, yeah. was a Lakota woman um, so so there, there's a there's a lot the first the U S ambassador that was yeah, just Keith, appointed uh, is a friend of mine yeah which okay. is important uh, was just appointed. Uh, Human rights, set of right. human rights uh, for the U.S. For and the U.S. And, the UN. and he's uh, Oklahoma Cherokee. He is. Right? Yeah. He's Oklahoma Cherokee. Uh, we've just got a couple of minutes before we've got to uh, go to a break, but uh, you guys were just invited over to Nashville for a pretty amazing uh, event. Could you tell us a little about that? It, we are. We were really honored. Making, yeah. Years in the making. Um, we would travel um, around the country and talk about reconciliation and the importance of forgiveness for being able to heal internally because there are generations of hurt and wrong that's built up. And um, it's important to say I'm sorry, uh, whether the people are ready to forgive or not. And that's what the state of Tennessee has been the first to step up to the plate to do. Right. With uh, They passed the resolution uh, unanimously that was brought before them, a resolution 553. And the resolution was uh, expressing regret and, and renouncing uh, the acts and any part that Tennessee played in the Trail of Tears and the removal of the tribes. And that it, it was huge because they're the first state to do it. And we were asked to come to the Capitol building in Nashville. This was on the 26th, where they had the official reading of the resolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, the senators were there and the legislators that were there. 
they invited um, representatives from all the five civilized tribes. Uh, so there were many of those uh, leaders that were there and also other native people and, and those who supported this bill being passed. Uh, it wasn't just an immediate thing. Right. Uh, it was years in the works. But to see the fruit of being at the Capitol building and hearing the, the heart of government officials you know, expressing their regret and and since and it was sincere, you know, to, so much so that they actually passed the uh, this legislation. So we were asked to come and sing our original song, uh, "The Trail Where They Cried," yeah, which was yeah. about the Trail of Tears, but also brings in a healing aspect of it at the end. And we were asked to speak as and well, speak so it was it was a huge honor to to be there. And and you said there were representatives there from the Choctaw, the Chickasaw, the Cherokee right. uh, Creek, uh, and, and and some of the other tribes there. So, sounds like uh, sounds like a move in in a direction Absolutely. again uh, from a legislature's uh, standpoint. And uh, and I believe there are some other states uh, that are that are looking at, at mm-hmm. sort of following uh, following what was done. Uh, by the legislature in, right. in Tennessee, and that's what that's what we're hoping will happen is other states will, you know, will see this, and you know, on, on some people on the surface level might think, well, what is an apology going to do? But if you were in that room and you saw these elders crying, you know, and, and the tears of just of just joy and, and relief, you know, that, that's the generational hurt that's carried, you oh, know, absolutely, and, and and to hear that, you're listening to Nature's Edge, and we shall return after this break. Listening to music performed by my in-studio guests, uh, Joseph and... Uh, I forgot your name, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> at least you pronounce it right when you do say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking right at her, folks, and I've known her for some time, and I just went uh, went brain dead. But it's better than river goo. That's it. Uh, <laughs> some of the other things you've yeah. probably, probably been uh, But they do have amazing music, uh, uh, folks, and I do recommend if you can... Uh, Download it or, or go to their websites, and uh, it, it's, it is a, a amazing, amazing music. Uh, well, and tell me a little bit about uh, how do you see the, the whole nature uh, remedies uh, products uh, going? Are they growing? Very much so. Um, even during recession time, the economics of um, natural products <clears throat> were on the rise. But beyond just people purchasing products, there's really a return to nature going on. And I'm so thrilled to be in a generation that's viewing that as as important as it is. Uh, you see people looking for more natural options, realizing that um, man-made items are not always the best way to go, yeah. especially if there's a natural alt- alternative. So... Um, we're thrilled to be see that coming back around. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't often realize that so much of our medicines that we have today uh, originated from. Uh, I mean, aspirin, for instance. Uh, yes, white willow bark. Uh, it came from from willow bark, and of course now these medicines have been synthesized 
but uh, but again, their their beginnings and their their very humble beginnings started out uh, as natural uh, natural plants. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm the vice president of the North Carolina Natural Products Association. Yes, you are. And we um, that organization is really dedicated to increasing natural products and making sure that we maintain clean air and fresh water and um, reduce pollution as much as we can because those are important for natural living um, so that we can stay healthy. Oh, absolutely. I, and I, I think one of my friends, uh, Ms. Rebecca Van, is involved with that. Isn't, is Rebecca involved with that group? I have run across her, yeah, yes. I, I, I know she's uh, she does something out there in that world and uh, uh, and stays pretty busy. And Joseph, you you've got a you got a book coming out, right? Right, right. Uh, it's called "That's What the Old Ones Say." It's a collection of Native American stories that, for the most part, haven't been been written down or or, or shared outside of most reservations or sacred grounds. And uh, it deals with uh, Native American end, end time prophecies when the fires will come, traditional stories. A uh, little bit of everything, a little bit of everything today. Is it fr- primarily just from your tribe, or, or does it look at it? Uh, no, it, it's actually, uh, it, was all, it was nine years uh, plus uh, in the making as far as experience goes. Uh, while my time was in the service in the Army uh, over a course of nine years, uh, I was able to meet uh, medicine men and holy people from different tribes, yes. uh, men and women, and, and uh, the, the, these stories were shared yeah. with me that, that I'd never heard before. Um, much less, you know, the the rest of the the country, and and all of them admonished me the the same thing. They said, "You, we need to tell these stories because uh, things are the the balance is tipping, uh, and the fires are, are coming. So these stories need to be shared." And so that's uh, when we got snowed in this past winter. It was like just came out, and I was like, "Okay, now's the time," and just started uh, writing it. So it's being edited right now, and it'll be published this summer. It'll be released. Uh, great, I'm I'm looking forward to getting it, and uh, when the book comes out, we'll have to have to have you back on uh, back on the show to uh, talk about that. I know in times that I've spent with indigenous tribes all over the place, it's interesting how some of the stories are very similar, particularly mm-hmm. some of the creation stories. Right. I mean, there's there's little things that change. It, it was also amazing to me. Uh, the flood story. Yeah, the flood story. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've heard that story from various indigenous tribes on at least five of the, uh, of the seven continents, and, and I may have heard that story uh, from from some of the elders on all of the stories. But it, it's it's amazing how similar these people that are thousands and thousands and thousands of miles apart, yet some of those stories uh, seem to uh, originate. Uh, and have some uh, very uh, lot of similarities right, to them, right. and um, and I, I know uh, you found that. I'm so I'm looking forward. That's what the old ones say. And I, will the book be available pretty it'll, much everywhere? Right? It will be. Uh, it'll be available online, and, and also we'll put it on our Native Touch website as well. Um, Laurelyn, I've got one uh, question. We're kind of running out of time here, but uh, when Laurelyn showed up at the studio today, she was carrying a cage with two birds in it. <laughs> And uh, I, I had to, so I've got to ask, uh, tell my listeners about the baby birds. Um, I'm a bird woman. Uh, well, she's bird clan, too, so she can't help but oh, be a bird woman. Okay. <laughs> and they, they kind of, people bring me birds all the time, and I've begun talking to people in, in um, in farther parts. We're in the, in the country, 
there are no rehabilitators. So we, I'm interested in rehabilitation and, um, and I've just always been surrounded by birds. Our families raised them and, um, we we're bird folk. What can we say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> every every spring, people bring the birds to her. And like, can you fix it? It's dying, or it's hurt, yeah. or its wing is broken. And so, I'm I'm trying to get started um, a rehabilitation class um, out of Raleigh or Asheville to come to our area, so we can have some more um, training and rehabilitators in our area. And these are just your everyday yard kind of birds. These are two little mockingbirds. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 you brought. Uh, I mean, I know there are uh, bird rehabilitators out there that deal with the big predators, you know, yes. the hawks and the eagles and the, the owls and that sort of thing. But you just like the little uh, backyard birds. Isn't it? Um, she likes them, but she prefers <laughs> the big ones. <laughs> yes, but I I don't handle those unless I'm licensed. I understand. <laughs> Which I have yeah. been. Yeah. Um, I have handled. Um, the the birds of prey as as well but um making a move when i was in georgia i was licensed to handle them and i actually am thrilled that i was just contacted by someone else here who's going to mentor me and let me pick up a license here in north carolina well um you're both amazing people and i was certainly honored to uh to have you on on Nature's Edge today, and and we will look forward to uh, continuing uh, our discussion uh, at a, at a later date. I'll, I'll have to have you guys back. Um, in my notes from the field segment uh, today, uh, you know, for many centuries, most of the medicine sold in pharmacies all over the world uh, were parts of dried plants, learning wild plants uh, uh, used for medicine. Food and tools is also known as the study of ethnobotany, uh, how people utilize uh, these plants. Edible and medicinal plants can provide healthy alternatives to highly processed foods and pharmaceuticals, bringing greater health into into your lives. To effectively use wild plants, you must learn basic plant identification skills, as well as proper collection and preparation methods. I strongly advise all of my friends, all of my uh, uh, survival friends and, and wilderness uh, friends out there. If you haven't already had a course uh, to to locate one in your uh, in your area, and certainly go out there and acquire the knowledge uh, of these plants. You never know; uh, it just might save your life out there, and and certainly can provide a, a sustainable meal if you need to. I want to thank you all for listening to Nature's Edge, and until next time, I hope to see you in the wild. We're going to close the show today with a little more of the music uh, from uh, Joseph and Laura Lynn.